You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Today's title is Husbands, Love Your Wife. And of course, that is what the Apostle Paul, out of all apostles, because we don't read of him being married. It doesn't also mean that he never was married, but we don't see that in that part of his life that we have. And it would be unlikely for him as a Pharisee not to be married because that was quite strong part of that tradition to build families. So, but we never read about it. But we do read about a lot of his family that were involved with him, sisters and brothers and others that were involved in his ministry. But the Apostle Paul speaks about marriage in his writings in really powerful ways in the book of Corinthians and here in Ephesians, in this magnificent six-chaptered book that he writes from the prison in Rome. And he says in verse 22 of chapter 5 of Ephesians, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife. We're going to talk about headship a little later from 1 Corinthians 11. And the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Okay, it's interesting that the apostle, like the apostle Peter did the same in, in 1 Peter chapter 2 and chapter 3, that the Apostle Peter, like Apostle Paul, starts with the wife. However, if you follow what I'm going to say next, you can see the greater weight is on the man, not the woman, even though he starts with the woman, because he says to the man, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. No one has ever hated his own flesh, but nursed it, cherished it, just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body and of his flesh and of his bones. For this reason, and he's quoting from Genesis what, what Adam said, for this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery. But I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. You know, you can see the responsibilities seem different and yet they overlap. Because nowhere in the scripture do we see that men were to dominate and control their wives as sadly can be so, especially by those who don't know Jesus as personal Lord and Savior. 
In the days of Elijah, you had the worship of Baal. The word Baal is the word husband. That is the meaning of that word. But it is the word husband in, a ma- in the nature of master, controller, ruler, dictator, not in the nature of Christ, of servant. He said, Jesus said, I have not come to be served, but to serve and give my life a ransom for many. That nature was not in that religion of Baal. However, the people were deceived in the days of Elijah to think that Baal was the nature of the only true living God of Abraham. Elijah stood up and said, no, Baal is not the Lord, and the Lord doesn't want you to build your families in that nature. He wants you to be an example of of servanthood, of laying down your life to serve, not of being the ruler and your wife subservient. No, and my goodness, was there a battle. Why? Because the religion of Baal was being upheld by a woman called Jezebel. And she came from a pagan background that had this mindset and it had been mixed in with the Judaism. And, and, and Jezebel had a spirit in her that overruled her husband's authority. And it's amazing how it was promoting the man to be the boss while the man was emasculated by the by the the spirit of that woman and the lord had to deal with that very strongly through elijah and and it demanded a drought for three and a half years to arrest the people's daily living and to get them to give him attention because they wouldn't listen to him and then fire came from heaven and all the baal priests some 450 of them were slaughtered that day and the people's hearts were turned back to god and eventually jehu took care of jezebel and so forth. And, but all of that took quite a long time, folks. Some of these things don't change so easily and so quickly. So that's why we should not allow them ever to take root in our lives or in our family's life. And the only way that you can allow, that you can prevent wrong mindsets and behaviors to take root is to keep embracing the right mindset. And that is seen in Jesus. And in Jesus, The Lord looks at the woman and he says, Woman, honor your husband. Submit to him. Be one of heart with him. Husbands, look what's offered to you. Look what's given. Look at the responsibility you bear. How do you treat what's been given to you? The Lord says, He who does not care for his own household is worse than an infidel. How do you care for your wife? How do you watch over her? Do you love her with the same love with which Christ loved the church? Do you lay down your life in sweet servant heart daily that your attitude is of a sweet, giving, generous, kind, forbearing, long-suffering nature? Or are you brittle and complaining and negative and, and cantankerous and bad mood and bad mouthed? God forbid that any man would ever speak in a, in a 
derogatory way about his own wife. When you defame your wife, you defame yourself. When you refuse to love your wife, you refuse to love yourself. You will bear dishonor and shame, it says in the book of Proverbs, when you betray your wife. When you allow your heart to wander off in the lust for others, you bring darkness on your own home. I want to show you here what I said to you because I told you a moment ago, it says the husband is the head of the wife. So if we go to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, please. 1 Corinthians 11. I know some of these things I say hit people between the eyes, but sometimes if, if that's the only way you can wake up to your responsibility and privilege and opportunity, to me, the honor and privilege I've been given to be married to Virginia and to treat her well, I tell you, I can bear a lot of pain. I can bear a lot of sorrow, but I can't bear it if I call, cause Virginia hurt by the way I behave or speak. I can't bear it. It destroys me. And I, I got to immediately go pray and get myself right and come back to her and say, darling, I, I so apologize. I cannot live with that kind of rubbish in my home. I can't bear it. No way. And we ought not to bear it. When we bring shame to our spouses, to, to our wives as husbands, we ought to want to see that what they submit to is worthy of such submission by the Spirit we bear them. So look at this. Imitate me, 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1, just as I also imitate Christ. Now I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things and keep the traditions just as I delivered them to you. But I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ and the head of woman is man and the head of Christ is God. Do you see this? And when he talks about headship there in, Gal in Ephesians 5, he shows how Christ is the head of his church and how the church is empowered and enabled by him. That is the spirit of headship, to empower, to enable, to uphold, to strengthen, to bear, to, to, to comfort, to, to bless. That's the spirit of headship. Jesus said in John 6, 57, as the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. Headship is that the life that flows out of you makes the other person shine and become strengthened and comforted and helped and loved. And it builds the glory of his kingdom. Every man therefore praying or prophesying, having his head covered, dishonors his head. But every man, every woman who prays or prophesies with her head uncovered dishonors her head, for that is one and the same as her head were shaven. For if a woman were not covered, let her also be shorn. And if it is shameful for a woman to be shorn or shaven, let her be covered. For a man indeed ought not to cover his head, since he is the image and glory of God, but the woman is the glory of man. For man is not from woman, but the woman from man. Nor was man created for the woman, but the woman for the man. For this reason, a woman ought to have the symbol of authority on her head because of the angels. Nevertheless, neither is man independent of woman, nor the woman independent from man in the Lord. For as a woman came from man, even so man also comes through woman, but all things are of God. Then he says, if, we, if you don't have such traditions, we don't have an argue. The tradition he was talking about is that it was 
common in those days that he lived in for women to have a head covering as a sign of respect to their husbands. That was a, a way that was common and the Apostle Paul uses that no less as he does Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10, putting on the breastplate, the helmet, the shield, the sword, and the belt of truth and so forth, as showing the armor of God. But it wasn't that all the men were walking around like that, but it was everywhere and the Roman soldiers that were all around them. And he used that as a symbol. So he's using what was traditional within that culture of those days to say, woman, believe it that your husband is covering you so that you will not have to be afraid of evil spirits in spiritual, what we call warfare, that you don't have to be afraid because you and your husband are one and you together share the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ in which you both are joined together. And within that authority of the joining that you have in Jesus Christ, the angels respect you as representing Jesus and receive what you have to give by the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> I know that sadly these things throughout the Christian church haven't always been understood and, and, and sometimes not appreciated. And I understand it can get pretty messy when it comes to these things. But I pray that we may appreciate the spiritual aspect of it. So let me close with this thought for me and I pray for every man to show that I represent Christ to my wife and my household. I do it in His love. Husbands, love your wives, wives as Christ loved the church and gave Himself for her. Christ demonstrated that He represented the Heavenly Father by His love for us. Read it in John 15 and John 3:16. He showed that He represented the Father in His love for us. We show that we represent Christ in our love for our wife, to love them with the same love with which Christ loved the church and gave Himself for it, that we sweetly, daily lay down our lives to serve and have a good attitude and uphold our wives. And I'll tell you the truth, you will find out, husbands, that without Jesus you can't do it. So really, if you cannot bear your own wife, you don't have as much spiritual power as you think you do. And I, I understand some men say, man, I've got to go to work and get out of there because my wife puts me under pressure and then I start having a bad attitude and so i got to get out. I'm happy I get a break and I wouldn't want to live that way if I were you. You say, well, what's the answer, Pastor? You need Jesus. And He empowers you to be able to carry her in His love and His Spirit. And that shows headship. That shows real spiritual authority. And I guarantee you, your dear wife will be happy to submit to you. And I'll close with this little testimony. <clears throat> Many years ago, Virginia woke me up in the night and said, darling, I feel unwell, please pray. And in my sleepiness, I said, oh Lord Jesus, and I fell back asleep. And then she woke me up again, said, honey, please pray, I'm really hurting. And again, I just barely woke up. And then the third time she said, Robert, help me. And I woke up, I said, Satan, how dare you be in this room? You have no claim on her leave in Jesus' name. And instantly the, the unwell feeling left her and she was well. <coughs> and I tell you the truth, if you want to have authority in the kingdom of God, you got to practice it at home every day. Amen. Have a good day.